Well, I think when you know better, you do better. Okay. And so, for example, uh, I mentioned how some of those characteristics were brought into my homeschool. So to give you some examples about that. And this is kind of like, you know, it's yucky. I don't like to admit that this would happen, but hey, you know, this is what it is. But, but I, uh, I had a real focus on results. Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I'm Tracy Hagerman, also known as the Happy Homeschooler, and I'm here with the lovely Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. Welcome, Pat. <laughs> now, today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to get, um, well, Pat's going to get pretty raw and real, and she has some personal experience that she's going to share with us um, that I think might help um, a number of people. So I'm really looking forward to to what Pat has to share with us. And she's going to introduce exactly what we're talking about today. Okay. Well, thank you, Tracy. Actually, today is going to be an interview of sorts because uh, this is not a topic, unlike most of the topics we talk about, where Tracy and I both have uh, you know, either similar experiences or at least experience in it. Uh, this one, Tracy doesn't have any experience in it. It's, um, it's homeschooling as an adult child of an alcoholic. And... I had, interestingly enough, had this uh, article outlined uh, on my blog for probably about five years since, uh, since my dad died. My dad was an alcoholic as I was growing up. And I had a really hard time about how I was going to write it because I didn't want to do his memory a disservice. My dad changed a lot and grew a lot over the years. I'm very proud of him. He was a really good man. He loved his family. But when I was young, um, he developed alcoholism after my mother died when I was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was probably about five, no, I was six when she died. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of his uh, coping mechanism for him initially. And, um, but he really grew a lot over the years. And so I, I didn't want this to be, a, I'm not bitter, I'm not angry, mm -hmm. but uh, there were things that influenced me because, uh, because, he, because of his alcoholism that influenced me as a child and that, that I brought into my homeschooling. Now, I didn't realize all this stuff at the time. So in order to better tell my story, I think Tracy's gonna be asking me some questions and then I'll just, kind of build from there so okay so I think I think the first question you half answered but I was wondering like what motivated you to actually write on this topic mm -hmm. well I think the the older I got you know as I aged and stuff and uh, went through counseling for different reasons uh, started to see 
and in reading and learning too about adult children of alcoholics, started seeing parallels between my uh, approach and my behavior, how I treated the kids and things like that. And realized that although I didn't personally have a problem with alcohol, um, or I wasn't, you know, I didn't drink too much or, you know, didn't use it as a coping mechanism. The, per, the personality characteristics of dealing with alcoholism uh, primarily as a child, you know, those coping mechanisms really were imprinted in my personality and, and played out in my homeschooling. And uh, I, I don't have them right here with me, but the statistics are that it's very likely that somebody listening to this uh, is could be suffering from that too. And it's not something that we really talk about. You know, we don't talk about it in the homeschool community. Uh, we don't really talk about it a lot in general. And, and I think part of that is because we don't want to dishonor our parents, you know, because we, this is particularly from the perspective of a child who's grown up with alcoholism uh, in her family and how that influenced her or him. And so we, you know, we want to be sensitive to our parents, uh, and honor them, but nevertheless, these things happened. And right now I'm just, the, the concept of self-care a lot comes up in what I'm writing about and, and the materials we present, certainly the topics that Tracy, that you and I talk about, uh, even on the podcast are related to mom's self-care. And this has been a part of the process of caring for myself, realizing What's at the root of some of the things I've done? Now, I have to be honest, I wish I had done this while I was homeschooling. Like I wish this had come up while I was homeschooling because I think it really would have made a difference in how I uh, approached how I treat the kids as a parent and certainly how I educate them. So I'm hoping if any of these kind of strike a chord in you, uh, those of you who are listening, that uh, it will be a, a lesson that you can learn from and grow from too. So what are some of the character, characteristics you found that came out? Well, when you are a child who is being raised by an alcoholic, you, uh, you constantly feel like you have to prove yourself. You constantly mm -hmm. feel like there's something you can do to fix this because this is not normal. It's not healthy. And you know that intuitively, but you know, geez, Louise, you're a child. You really shouldn't be, that shouldn't be on you, but that's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. That's how you feel. You need to, you need to be the one to fix it. Uh, you, you do worry about uh, normalcy, you know, and what, what are people thinking? Because you realize just by virtue of, well, you know, I was in a traditional school setting. I knew this wasn't happening at home with a lot of my friends. And so there was a lot of shame too with that. And uh, all those things, all those things are, are brought into the way I homeschool. Now, yes, some of these characteristics um, are shared by other people. You know, it's not, not just because you're raised by the alcoholic. But what was important for me was to realize that that is why those characteristics mm. were in my life, mm. if that makes sense. So why do you think uh, knowing this um, would make a difference for others? Like why, why ever what you're speaking about, how, how does this really matter mm -hmm. to others? Well, I think when you know better, you do better. Okay. And so for example, uh, I mentioned how some of those characteristics were brought into my homeschool. So to give you some examples about that, uh, and this is kind of like 
you know, it's yucky. I don't like to admit that this happened, but hey, you know, this it is what it is. But I was very focused on, especially with our two older kids, because there's a nine year difference between that, the two older ones and our three younger ones. So there, I, my, I definitely changed a lot in between that span as a, as a home educator and as a parent. But I, uh, I had a real focus on results. You know, we had to have we had to have results, you know, what were we doing? We had to have proof, you know, I wanted my kids to be the best, whatever, you know, they were in sports. I wanted them to excel. Uh, we would be in a homeschool group and say we had a spelling bee, you know, those kids were going to know those words, you know, it was very results driven. Um, and, and that was, you know, because I, that's, I, I felt like I had to prove something, you know, with the older kids. Uh, I did, probably my disciplining was not, it wasn't the healthiest disciplining. You know, I did compare them with each other as well. Uh, those were all things too, that I had done as a child mentally, you know, compare myself and my behavior and my family life with, with other people. And so that was just, that was just a natural thing, you know, that, that it was ingrained in me. And I didn't realize at the time how much damage really it was doing to my, to my kids. So, you know, as I got to understand some of this, and this was a process, this was over years that I began to realize that these characteristics were not only unhealthy and dysfunctional, uh, but that but that I could change them as I became more aware of them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to know, uh, sometimes, you know, we, we focus sometimes in homeschooling on the curriculum, the curriculum, the curriculum, what do we, what, what curriculum do I buy? What, and we kind of forget that when you homeschool, there's a lot of interpersonal stuff going on. And, and that our, our job as people, as Christians, as home educators is not only to teach our kids academically, but it's also to grow as people and to teach them and model them, model to them or for them, how to grow as people as well. And so that's why I think it matters. I think, I, I think, I don't think my story is unique. I'm sure there's other people out there. I would love to meet them because for years I felt very isolated and alone. And, uh, and that's part of the shame thing that comes up when you're, you know, when you're a kid with, with growing up with this and we're not, you know, we're not alone. There's, there are others who struggle through this and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It wasn't my fault. That was the other thing, you know, when you're a child, you always feel it's your fault which was part of the motivation for, I've got to fix this because look what I did. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all that stuff can get expressed, can, you know, can, can carry over, bleed into your homeschooling efforts. You know, that point you were making about, you know, you wanted them to be the best and you want them to do really well. I, I think you're right that I think that happens in any homeschool. I know when I was going to school growing up, they used to have this thing at our school and it was, the top 50 for every semester, and it was your average. And so I was really motivated because I wanted to be in the top five. And so when I brought that home, you know, with my homeschool kids, initially, that was it too. I want them to be, do really well. I want them to know their stuff. And, and I realized pretty soon that that is, is not what we're called to do. We're called to facilitate whatever God-given gifts and talents they've had is to figure out what are they and to help them develop those and figure out how does God want them to apply these. But I think, like you said, like 
in your case, you were saying like, it was this, you know, you wanted to prove something and myself as well. It was kind of like, I wanted, I felt like, oh, the homeschooling's on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And if they don't do well, well, it's my fault. It's a reflection on me. So letting that go um, is, is it, it's a process. It is. And I, I wish like this episode, I think today you bringing that up is so powerful. So like your homeschooling mom and dads out there hear this because this, this is one of the key things of homeschooling. It's not about the results. It's about building character. It's about helping your children to discover who they really are. And, it, and so I, oh, I appreciate so much what you're saying now. And that's a tough lesson. Like you said, Tracy, whether or not you're dealing as an alcoholic, a child of an alcoholic, the thing is when you are a child of an alcoholic, that, that becomes a very personal thing. Mm. It's very hard to let that go. And, uh, and it's very easy to deny because denial is another characteristic of a, an adult child and alcoholic, because before you get to the point where that you're realizing this isn't normal, you're denying that anything is wrong. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so that's, that's the step of the process, but so it's easy to say as a, well, I don't, I don't feel that way for my kids. I just want them to do, to, to do good, to do, do their best or whatever. But, um, but when you stop and think about your motivation, it, uh, because it's really hard to let go of that. Well, you don't have to be the best. We just want you to do your best or whatever. The motivation is, what is the motivation? Is the question you should ask yourself. You know, what is your motive? Is it really that you want the best for your kids or that you're struggling as a parent because of these issues that you brought up from childhood that really mm-hmm. need to be resolved so you can be free to let go of that? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, um, one of my daughters was really study, um, struggle with anxiety before um, exams at college, university. And what I would, when she'd call and ask for, you know, prayer before her exam or whatever, I would just tell her, remember, as long as you did your best to get ready, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. So, and then she's like, well, I don't want to feel it. And I'm like, even if you did, it doesn't matter. You could retake the course. Maybe this is more difficult for you, whatever. And I mean, I don't think she's never failed a course or that, but it sort of brought it down to like, you're right. I did do my very best to prepare. That's it. That's all I'm responsible for. I, I can't control the outcome. I can just do my mm-hmm. best. So right. yeah, focusing on that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what else do you think a homeschooling parent can do with this that you're sharing on a very practical level? Well, I think once you realize what your motivation is uh, for, you know, for different ways that you're behaving and interacting with your kids and, and just your approach to, to homeschooling, once you realize your motivation, that's, that's when you can practically change it. So I would, I would encourage if you are coming to this realization that you're an adult child of an alcoholic, whether, whether it's been years and years or whether you're, you know, recently going through it or your parents are alive or not, I would totally encourage you to find a a AA group that deals with adult children of alcoholics and to be able to talk about your experiences and kind of process them in a group with people who have also done that. Because if you try to talk this through someone who hasn't been through this as well, uh, people tend to minimize it. Uh, and well-meaning, you know, not, not 
I'm not slamming anybody, but they say, well, you know, you're not the only one. Well, we all, we've all had t- rough childhoods and everyone's dysfunctional in their own way. And all these things that they're not wrong, but it doesn't help you process what happened to you, you know? So that would be the first thing, like take care of yourself and find a support group that you can talk, talk to with people that you can talk to to walk through this. Get personal counseling if you need to. No shame in that. It's a good thing. It's very healthy to be able to say, I need help and I need to find someone to talk to about this. So that's another thing. In terms of homeschooling, uh, I mentioned this earlier, you know, know better, do better kind of thing. Once you're able to process these things and realize what your motivation is, you can step back and look at, okay, does it matter that my kids take the top five spots in the spelling bee? Does it matter, you know, what, what people think about what I'm doing? Does that really matter? Is it really my, on my shoulders? These are my, this is my kid's life. Of course you want to do your best. I'm not saying that. Uh, but let your kids learn, you know, take the focus off of you and your emotions and what your baggage is from childhood and spend the time focusing on learning about your kids and how they learn and then let them run with it, you know? Mm. So those are some things I think that people can do to get started. You know, Pat, I, um, I, you really touched my heart today because I think it sometimes it's so difficult to be real and honest about some of our struggles because, you know, as the homeschooling parent, we want to, we want to be the best example we can for our kids. Right. So I, I think it's, it's can be difficult sometimes to admit where we're really falling short. So by you doing this today, I just think, I think you're going to help a lot of people. And I, uh, I applaud you for your honesty, being really raw and real. Um, I think that's what's going to touch people's hearts. So I just want to say I really appreciate you for that today. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we all have our issues. We're all hot messes. And that is what God's grace is for. Mm -hmm. uh, He he covers it all. He uh, makes beauty out of ashes. And he, he can handle it. He knows what's happened and he's always doing a work in our lives through it all. That's what wakes me up, keeps me going in in the morning. (laughs) And and that's the whole thing, right? We're not running this race by ourselves. We've got God there. So we, we don't have to carry all that burden on us. We can just give it to him and say, help us have a great day. Give us the wisdom to focus on the right things today. And then have joy in your day, find joy in every day. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all, thank you so much for uh, being patient. If you've made it this long (laughs) to this point of the the, the episode, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope you have heard, heard my words with your heart and uh, just encourage you that if you are struggling through whatever, please go ahead, uh, get counseling, use it as a modeling self-care and healthy, you know, mental care for, uh, for yourself, for your kids. And uh, thank you for being with us. So ladies and gents, remember you can homeschool and it can be truly awesome. That's right. All right. Bye-bye.
That wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another candid conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy. 